as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest I met 25, 20 years ago. I don't even know. I knew him when he was just a little boy here in the streets of Conchahokan. Okay? He was the brother of my prom date. And then, you know, I got to know him a little bit when I was subbing in Plymouth White Marsh High School and then just a bit towards the later end of his 20s. And then recently, I ran into him at good old super fit gym here in country hawking and he's like what's up bro? i was like not much bro and then we start to hit it off he started telling me about all these great things he's doing things like life purpose counseling coaching you know you need help getting past the barriers that keep you from being your best self well this is the guy you want to call you know Say, for instance, like you got all this time in the morning and you don't know what to do. You can't get your life together, okay? There's a whole bunch of stuff in the back room. You can't go through it because he gives you such anxiety you feel like you're going to melt. Melt like a stick of butter on a frying pan. You know? Just terrible things happen to people because mental health, obviously, is the number one thing we should be concerned about here in America. And I'm not bullshitting around about that. We need to take care... We need to take better care of ourselves so we can take better care of each other, you know? And sometimes you need someone to come along and, you know, talk to you about these things, you know? Bring new light into the world about how you should feel and how you want to feel. You want to feel great. So with that being said, please welcome David Montemayor to the podcast. Hello, hello, Bob. So I want to tell you right off the bat, I'm a big fan of your work. All of the Facebook social media going on in the mornings, it's the best stuff out there, okay? It's the only thing that I read that's saying something that's not, uh, you know, negative about the world. Mm-hmm. Now do me a favor, when you talk, see that red light? Put your nose right underneath that red light. You want to get real close up on there? Mm-hmm. That's it. So I mean, like, how did you get this new lifestyle? Like, how did you become... Like, what made you interest, like, in doing this for a living? So I worked doing mental health for a number of years, at least six years now. And I just found myself able to really connect with people, especially young people, and especially just different kinds of people, all different kinds of people. And so I decided, with the help of my family and friends, to just move out and do it myself and become a life coach. That's what's up, dude. I also remember too, like way back in the day. You know, we shouldn't start. We should start a little bit in the past. How about we it. talk about you and uh, my good friend Isaac Wendell? Isaac, you guys biked across America. We rode our bikes from Roxborough, Pennsylvania, to Santa Barbara, California. Now, was that the catalyst for like you know soul searching? That was the complete catalyst. I, I remember I got out there, and we were going to live out there. We were going to stay there. We had. Just what was on our backs, just what was on our bikes. And then how, I remember- How old were you when you did that again? Uh, 21. That's it was awesome. 2008. I remember it was in Nevada. We're at this Chinese restaurant, right? And mm-hmm. we're taking whatever we can get. 
and there's this whole party next to us with this whole table of food and they just gave us all our leftovers oh my and they, god you know You're in, in the state that we were in we, we we just took it and i just remember that day i turned to isaac and i said i think i want to go back and go to school and that was the beginning of this understanding and knowing that the academic world and and learning is a big part of not only learning about other things and other people but yourself yeah, you got to learn about yourself, and the best mm -hmm. way to do that is to travel. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the name of the Chinese restaurant? Oh, uh, no, nah, nah, I'm sure there's a picture somewhere. Because if you did, we could call them up right now. <laughs> it, we, should, we should fucked out. Um, but yeah, that's that's what's up, though. There is those moments in life where someone does something for you that makes you mm -hmm. realize something about yourself and something mm -hmm. you wanted to do, you know? But I do think that, excuse me, the travel definitely does that. Travel allows the soul to, you know, search. You know what I'm saying? Like to like think about stuff you wouldn't think, you know, during your daily your daily practice of going to work, picking up your kid, cooking dinner, going to bed. I just came fresh from the beach. Mm -hmm. I still got sand in my shoes. Mm -hmm. It gets monotonous, you know, each day just trying to, you know, get through things. But when you're out there traveling, you're actually being present with the world. Yeah. And that's a big thing. I teach people how to be present in their world, in their regular life. Yeah, man, I turned off my phone. Mm -hmm. I would look at it in the mornings and then the evenings, you know, just to make sure everything's okay. But being out there at the beach, just, you know, taking it all in with my family, it was just, it was dope. You know, mm -hmm. you got to get off the phone. Mm -hmm. Get off the phone, learn about yourself, you mm -hmm. know? Exactly. So many people are just so buried in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just getting thicker and thicker. And we're so like, ah, don't worry about it. It's just, you know, it's this, yep. the current state and we just have to deal with it. Yep. It's and so I funny how we just take it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this whole thing I saw on Instagram recently about, uh, you know, celebrities retweeting. Uh, this is a, this. So Instagram is uh, allowing us to take your pictures and use them in the court of law or something mm -hmm. like that. And a bunch yeah. of celebrities did it. And it's just like we're so easily influenced by our phones, you know. Hopefully this podcast, you know, I want to help people out. I definitely go. want to help society and culture, you know. Yes, sir by expressing how I feel sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when we're stuck in our phones, when we're stuck, you know, watching TV and getting into these, these TV shows on these marathons, what we're not doing is learning how to be in ourselves, to sit still within ourselves and allow the emotions, good or bad, to come through us and go out of us. So when we're not paying attention in this manner because we're distracting ourselves, when the bad emotions come, the bad thoughts come, we don't know what to do with them anymore. No, we don't. Mm -hmm. No, I think when we had less distractions, we did kind of. Mm -hmm. I remember like people weren't as angry in the 80s and 90s. Like when you were a little kid when I was coming down to like your house and stuff. By the way, uh, my prom date was his brother, Tom. <laughs> That's true. Um, I am not a gay man, but uh, I do like to make uh, cultural statements. I, I guess I did in 1998, and uh, a bunch of girls had asked him and I out, and we said no. And I guess begrudgingly and mistakenly, I guess my prime foot is with Tom Bonamere, which today is hysterical, and in itself is like a, you know, a Chris Farley type David Spade movie that was never made or something like that. But Nice. But yeah, we had a good time. Tom was, uh, he was full of energy and you two were his younger brothers and you guys were always smiling, dude. You know what I mean? You were always in a good mood. 
and that's hard but if you could be around people that are like that it becomes infectious exactly you know exactly yep. not surrounding yourself with people who are negative yep yep and you know if we think about the mindfulness movement have you heard of that the mindfulness movement I worked at a Quaker school. I couldn't. Really, yes, I couldn't get away exactly, from it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's a wonderful thing that they're bringing to the fore. You know, they're bringing to regular people, so to speak. But what's missing is not only the spiritual dynamic, this the practice in spirituality that you usually goes with mindfulness. It's what's called um, the uh, the satsang, if I'm not mistaken. And what that is is it's a Hindu term that that denotes. A community and togetherness and being around good people to kind of hold you accountable to the life that you're attempting to live in that community. And so that's what, you know, just something I've been touching on in regards to this mindfulness movement. It's a beautiful thing, but when we strip it down and make it, you know, let's say in this regard, pop psychology, we miss, we miss something very important we in the practice. Do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pop, say that again, pop. Pop psychology, like popular psychology. It's crazy, yeah. Mm -hmm. That stuff is so wild that 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 goes down. You know what I mean? It's like, I remember when I was a kid, I think it was maybe the mid-90s or late-90s or something like that when Bill Clinton or somebody went on the South Beach diet and there was books Mm -hmm. everywhere, man. The mall became the South Beach diet mall. And uh, it was the beginning of, I think, people taking over our minds. They've been taking over for a long time. The media advertisements and stuff can you imagine just being glued to the television all day long no not at all not this guy you know what i mean it's just like so many people do that and Mm -hmm. it's weird to think and and it's and it's it's okay as a way to let loose to you know everybody has something where they kind of want to like just just let it let it out and some of us Mm -hmm. you know obtain that through television but what we got to be aware of is these these messages that we're getting from it uh it used to be commercials and now it's just uh this representation of let's say how a relationship is supposed to be right Mm -hmm. and so i see so many couples struggling because they expect a relationship to be a certain way expect it yeah it's it's not that way in reality it's weirdly bizarre the whole like tinder thing oh wow yeah and like people getting married off Tinder, Tinder wow. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've talked about that here before, and like uh, I just find that fascinating because I met my wife before the dating apps and the main, mainly before the iPhone, really. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the iPhone really messed things up. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, "Praise be, it's here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little did they know it would distract us from our lives. Yeah, I mean, new technology will always be an important thing. But yet again, uh, there's there's this clear uh, underlying movement I'm noticing where people are, you know, they're calling it calling it rewilding. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, tell but me that's about like, that. That's like the more in-depth version of this. But people are realizing how important nature is. Right? Oh, re- okay. Yeah, but, I've heard of grounding. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, getting out mm-hmm. in nature and grounding yourself in nature. And there's so many studies that show that being out how many a certain amount of times a week, you know, can influence your mental health or even... If you're out camping for multiple days, your circadian rhythm becomes in tune with the with the sun and the moon, mm-hmm. and and it's it's something that's really really important. And again, like how do we balance this new technology and this age old you know biological process that is ingrained in us? 
it's almost like we need something in our bodies to turn off the technology. Like, oh, you've had wow. enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, once, I mean, that's inevitable that, you know, technology will emerge with the human body. It's just going to happen, you know? The life scans and stuff like that. I mean, that's how modern medicine will go. So, I mean, it's just scary. I mean, other than, like, technology, what other, um, like, things do you encounter in your profession of people who are seeking help to get themselves out of, you know, some sort of pickle? Well, what I'm seeing is people are struggling with the idea of consistency. And so I often, you know, we see these individuals, these people, me and you at the gym, you know, uh, in January, February, mm-hmm. getting it going, trying to do seven days a week all of a sudden, you know, two hours at the gym. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. You just got to be calm. Three days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, go there for 40 minutes, make it a pattern, make it a habit, make it a lifestyle, make it a value of living, you know? I know, a value yeah, that, that is true. You, mm-hmm, that you hold true and wake up to and 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 live out consistently and and that's something that i feel like people are missing um and and you know i i i really appreciate that people seek me out in order to get there because what i love is i'm able to sit there and listen to them and say no you're right you do need to get more consistent now let's do it let's make a plan and get it done and people are really benefited by that yeah, I mean, going to the like the gym for not like the for the mental health aspect mm. is something that they, it's not really talked much about in you know Men's Health magazine really on the cover. You know what I mean? It's always like the rips and you know, but I mean for people who are depressed, even just getting on the bike or doing something yep. to get your body moving, your your energy is all blocked up. You need to sweat it out. Exactly. It's it's simple as that. I mean, even your mind. Your when you're when you were running at the fastest pace you can go, you're not thinking about shit that happened on no. Monday or Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like no. you got to get through it. Mm-hmm. Or if you have like a set cardio like time or something like mm-hmm. that. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? Um, I, I did something recently that I think I'm going to stick with. I stopped listening to music at the gym. I used to yeah. always come with my headphones, right? And and then like I'd be like in the middle of cardio, I'd be like, oh, I got to go another album because my, my I have like an old school Nano and it's all messed nice, up. Nice, nice. So then I just took it off and I was just like, I don't need this no more. And it's nice. So if you want to try it, try it. Yeah. I actually don't listen to music uh, at all because the headphones always fall out of my ears. Yeah. But, uh, you know, lame excuse, but that's the truth. And uh, and really, I, I, I hear you completely uh, on two points. First is I get to say hello to the people next to me. You know, you see all these people with their headphones in. I'm waving at them. It's not like I don't see you every single time <laughs> yeah. I'm there. Yeah. And, and so like this- whatever, you know, I'm cultivating some good relationships because some people are eventually saying hi back. And yet <laughs> the other thing is mental health in regards to to, wor- you know, uh, working out and, and exercising is monumental. Oh, totally. It's monumental. And for me to even sit here and try to like prove that case, mm. I, I just I wouldn't even know where to where to start. I think it's just so clearly important. Um, one one thing I think is really really good is when people's brain is racing, when their heads racing, these thoughts are racing. I always say, go catch your catch your body up to it. Go take a walk around the block and catch you know your 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 body, your your heart, and and, and the way you know it pumps the blood. And, and catch it up to the thoughts that are racing, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's a really yeah. good and easy coping skill for when you're struggling with, with something like that. Just get up and do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
um, I did it. I quit smoking cigarettes kind of that way. I was just like, I, I'm not going to do what I usually do and just, you know, cheat in my mind, like make excuses. Yeah. Be like, well, then I'll have one or then I'll reward myself. Or exactly. Then something will happen. Mm-hmm. It's tragic and I'll need one because my life depends on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then like once you break the cycle of anything, like anything, man, cigarettes or, you know, sugar you know just fasting in general it is true that those things can do stuff when mm-hmm. i first lost a lot of weight people stared at me like something they'd ask me if i had gotten sick oh, wow. or if they um is everything okay bob that's what i got like a couple times you know and like it was weird because it was just like oh i finally got healthy but now you think i'm ill yeah how you about know? that uh, mm-hmm. it's a weird thing but i mean i i get it because the weight was like sudden i mean i lost it over the course of just working out through the winter yeah yeah and then um, it was weird because they didn't like me skinny. They liked me chubby. Interesting. <laughs> Isn't that weird? They like you anyway. They did, you know what I'm saying, though, but their, <laughs> phys- their physical reaction to the yes. weight loss, especially this one birthday party I went to, I, I never felt like I was, I felt like I was like, just like the the leper, the cast out, just, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was yeah. Body image stuff, you know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah, yeah. People have body image um problems it's a constant battle in their head yeah you know you know that that's interesting i'm you know i'm thinking about it on a different a different in a different way but i completely agree with what you're saying i over the last you know i'm 32 right now over the last 10 12 years you know including that bike trip that we talked about in the beginning mm-hmm. i went from you know a certain type of person to a whole different type of person and you know, seeing people that I used to know years ago really are, are like shocked by the transformation that mm-hmm. I made. And it's it's actually really empowering. It's really, really cool. But also kind of I feel what you're saying. It's a little bit it's interesting. The responses you get, like they kind of expect you to be a certain way. And it's like, no, you know, I've I've changed. I've bettered myself. I'm becoming something. Yeah, different. they don't. Or, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. Is like some some don't like it because it reflects upon their own. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I think I used to feel that way too. I remember seeing, uh, this guy, uh, I won't say his name because it's just, you know, it's not. And, uh, he'd lost a lot of weight and, uh, he did it like crazy style. Like, I think it was like tuna can a day or something. Wow. And I remember just thinking like, holy shit, how did he do it? So mm-hmm. jealous. And like when you, when you get jealous about things, you should do what you just said and mm-hmm. catch up to your, your thoughts and be like, nah, 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 nah. Exactly. Exactly. You exactly. get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And don't put that pressure on that other person. Ask yourself the question, what do I got to do to be the person that I want to be? Yeah. And that's what I've done over the last, you know, t- at least 12 years. And that's why I believe I have the credibility to help other people get there too. I don't maybe look like I've been through a thing or two, but I have, I've seen it and anyone can get where they want to be if they really put their mind to it. Like, I know how that sounds, but you really got to wake up each day and do it. And every once in a while, you're going to have a day where you're not feeling it. And maybe that's the day where you got to relax and sit down and just chill. That's super important. It's really important, right? I mean, it's really important too. Like, I think that something you touched upon earlier that made me think of something different about it. It's like when we become, okay, so when you're a parent, it's all about the routine, man. It's like, oh, we got to get him to bed. Oh, I got to be up at this time to do this, that, and that before he, she, or whoever you got over there as your siblings or, you know, excuse me, uh, kids. When you become an adult, 
and your kids are all grown or whatever, or even if you're just an adult with no kids, you've got no set routine no more. Mm-hmm. You don't set routines no more for yourself. When you retire, I like seeing older people at the gym who are physically fit. I think it's dope. Same. I think there's this dude at the gym who's just a jack dude. He's got to nice. be... He's got to be 70, maybe. I'll keep my eye out for him. But I mean, like, they take care of themselves. And I guess I did. I, w- I wish that I would have learned that earlier because I, I would only work out pretty much just playing live music and walking dogs and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, never pushing your body to do something to release those, you know, endorphins and all that stress and energy. You know what I mean? Like, you, you release it naturally, you know, like running like a kid. Oh, yeah. Producing dopamine, you know? Mm-hmm. serotonin levels all sorts of good things you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but, then, i was gonna say i was gonna say moving back to the phone situation right kids especially with video games and 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 you know looking at our phone what's happening in our brain is dopamine shooting out continuously it's such high levels that we in effect do become addicted to that dopamine and mm-hmm. that the excretion of those chemicals in our brain and that's a big reason why it's hard to become uh, motivated to do something that doesn't bring those dopamine levels like sitting on a chair and just looking and watching the cars drive by and such yeah, like right? that mm-hmm. yeah we, we, we don't look up you know exactly. we don't yep. look up nobody's looking up mm-hmm. i mean i said it before aliens come nobody sees them <laughs> or i mean when's that gonna happen right now isn't that area 51 thing area oh that's gonna be funny is that I, today when is that? i don't follow too too well with that but okay some, google somewhere in september i better not even google search that they'll come for me i actually saw on the news the guy who uh, invented this whole thing, the the event for it, yep. and he's this long hair, like video game dude. He's nice. just like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. He's, he remember your brother actually, he's just like, you know, I didn't know, man, I didn't know. Oh, it's hilarious though. I, something, See, something's I, bound look, to happen. It's happened sure. again. I talk about it every week. I cannot look stuff up and podcast. It yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah, my brain doesn't want to do it. Yeah, my brain's just like, put it down. That's fine. It it's down, somewhere bottom. in September. People Sometime. are definitely gonna go. It's gonna be I hope an issue. A, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But imagine you know, if this was it, though. Imagine if they get there and instead of the strife and armory that we expect out of the U.S. government, instead they're just like, "All right, here you go, bring them out, bring them out," <laughs> and they all come out and they're like, "Look, we're sorry, we've had to perfect things, mm-hmm. and now we're here to help you." Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, "Zap, zap, zap, zap!" And instead of us getting blown up, they're solving all of our problems. Nice, nice. What if the alien came out of the ship and he's like, "Look, I'm a life counseling coach. Yeah, and I'm here to help you." I'd be like, hey, man, let's talk. <laughs> let's go down to Tony and Joe's and get a slice. It's get a slice. Stuff. Nice, nice. Mars Attacks. You ever see Mars Attacks? Yes, I did. Love That's that a movie, funny man. movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I have not seen it in a while either. <laughs> I love the effects in that film. How it, was, it was just appropriate enough that it was like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, That's what else do you stuff. encounter as far as like, you know, issues for people getting over, you know, PTSD or anything like that? Like... What do you see yourself, like, areas of strength do you have? Well, what I find that's really important, and there's a movement occurring in psychology that's highlighting this, is that we're all individuals, meaning we all are, in fact, different. And we all need different modes of change in order to be the person that we want to be or could be. And so what I prize myself in doing is being able to meet each person where they are and listen to what they think that they need to do 
and to allow them to expel that energy in words until it becomes real for them either that that's not the best option or how we can put it together and create a better option for them. And again, I can't emphasize enough the individualistic aspect of the service I provide. And, you know, psychology is moving away from, you know, these models, these psychological models that diagnose people and, and really kind of put people in boxes, right? Which is effective for statistical purposes and, and, and a lot of scientific uh, methodology and such. But what I'm seeing is the individual is not getting what they need often in that in that realm. You know, please, I don't in all mean to say, you know, a lot of these practices are not helpful. They've gotten me to where I am to mm -hmm. understand multiple disciplinary and uh, or multiple disciplines and bring them together, including, let's say, evolution and understanding how evolution plays into the way that we interact and what is adaptive and not adaptive and why. And so when we're just sticking to one model, we may be missing these other ideas. Does that make sense? Definitely, man. Some people just aren't, you know, they're missing a part of that, you know, survival like yep. characteristic that fight or flight you know what i mean like some mm -hmm. people just don't know they don't know what they yeah. want to do yeah they don't know if they want vanilla or chocolate and it's gonna ruin their day okay <laughs> it's bad you That's know funny, yeah i saw somebody at the store the other day right she's getting a fillet of salmon just like me waiting, nice. waiting patiently nice. dude comes over with the salmon you know and for anybody that's out there that's ever gotten fish takeout, you know the difference between them wrapping it in paper and then putting in, you know, a styrofoam thing with plastic. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So he goes back there and he goes above and beyond. He's going to put in the styrofoam plate, which in my opinion takes more effort than just rolling it up. Right? <laughs> so he goes back there and uh, she sees what's going on and she's like, excuse me, sir. I don't want you to package it that way. I want you to package it this way takes off the plastic goes up there puts the paper on then she wants him to put the papered the the wrapped paper salmon back in the styrofoam and then wrap it with plastic for double insulation hmm. and the whole while she's just yelling at him yelling at him and demeaning him to like the fullest i'm just like uh Mm -hmm. Then I tried to make small talk with the guy afterwards to make him yeah, feel better. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, look, I'm going to get a pound and a quarter of the salmon. You could bag it any way you want. There you go. Yep. And he looked at me and he just had no response. Interesting. He was missing a part of that evolution of how yeah. to deal with whatever emotion. I think he was more angry maybe with me mm, yeah. than he was with her. Because I was wearing the color pink, maybe I thought yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or okay, so listen, I, this would be a good time for me to say this too, because it really goes in with the theme of how we know each other. Look, if you in any way listen to this podcast and you are homophobic in the least, or racist, or somebody who doesn't care about other people, don't listen, don't comment, don't patronize me online, okay? The negativity has to stop for you. And then I'll accept you back, okay? Yeah. I just can't be around the negativity. And I don't know how to do it for other people. But if you do this and you stop with the negativity and just start thinking good and start, look for the person to help at the grocery store or look for the person to do, you know, something that's a good deed. Do mm -hmm. something that you don't want anything in return and yep. good things will happen back. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I come off pushy trying to tell this to people because they're like oh it's like you're life you know what i mean like mm -hmm. 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I, it's not something that anybody taught me. Yeah. Really. It's, it's just my own story and I get that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. like, there's times where I can get depressed too. I'm just like everybody else. I'm not exactly. happy all the goddamn oh, we time. All you get know? in our heads like that. Yep. I have, um, you know, I definitely have versions of PTSD. Some of my friends joke with me that I got the medical marijuana card because of, you know, PTSD. But I, I do really from like stuff when I was a child, mm-hmm. teenager. And sometimes you need something to quell your mind because your mind can go crazy. Do you need drugs? If, if that's what you think it is? No. You don't have to do that. You can go to yoga. Just find something exactly. that gets your mind off of things. Yep. Well, my mind races at nighttime, dude. My mind races so, like, my body is physically tired right now, but I am, you know, like, wired, you know what I mean? And it's just the worst. When I was a kid, my parents didn't take me to get any types of meds or anything, and the first med I found was cannabis, and cannabis mm-hmm. helped me sleep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for other people who are struggling, like, taking prescription medications, you know, if that works, great. You know what I mean? But if you're opening your medicine cabinet and you've got so many pill bottles that it shakes and rattles, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Get rid of this. You gotta be careful it's, with that. It's made from somebody. It's not, you know, it's it's produced by men, you know? Mm-hmm. This isn't something from nature. This isn't something that's intended for consumption, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's such a hard line, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're talking about mental health to get into the things as far as how you can, you know conquer it or how could you could at least numb the pain right mm-hmm, yep. but some people are just so far gone that you know i i really think that you know they need more than just a psychiatrist so like yep. that's where like the coaching comes in it's because coaching is motivational yep you know mm-hmm. and i've gone through um psychiatry before and i can tell you that it is not motivating at all in mm-hmm. fact it is let's live in the past you know let's mm-hmm. not live in the past no more you know, let's mm. live now. Let's mm-hmm. live right now and forget all the rest. Yep, yep. If someone's done something wrong to you, you got to forgive them, dude. Now, yeah. do I believe like that, you know, Christianity Catholic is like the one true religion? No, but that's one message I did get out of it that I think is true. Mm-hmm, yeah. That you got to be forgiving towards others. Yeah, forgiveness. And that's how the world thing. could heal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it will never happen. Yeah. You know, like because we, we, we have to start. You can't just sit there on the couch watching TV exactly yep and you know jumping back psychiatry there is a place for that there's a place for some of these medications that are super intense because i have definitely met some people who i know i know that no and i know that's not what you're saying and then yet there are definitely individuals that should be seeking a more what i would consider a holistic response meaning you know getting their body moving trying to meet new positive people getting out of going to the bar on friday night and going to a yoga class like you said becoming uh in tune with who they are i think my uh greatest and 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 favorite thing to to do is is meditate i'm up to 25 minutes at least six days a week often seven days a week and it just i feel so connected and you think you're just connecting to yourself but you're becoming connected to everything around you. And so that's where the compassion comes into play when you see somebody who's either hurting, loving, in any stage of life. And then that's when the forgiveness really starts working, where you can forgive them as if it is you that you're forgiving. Do you see what I'm saying? Like that other person Mm -hmm. is you, so to speak, uh, because you can relate and compassionately empathize and sympathize with them. 
It is true it's to like feel thing. the world through other people is the is the true nature of it, mm-hmm. and so many people are turned off to that now. It's kind of scary. Whereas back in the day, I, I imagine, you know, in the nineteen twenties or thirties or something, everybody couldn't wait to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. go do things. You know what I mean? And like the beginning of civilization and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And now we take it so for granted. It's just like, ah, we know it's there. We got all this shit down to like deliver food to us if we don't want to get up. And it's weird that people become so easily attached to that idea of that's what the world's about. Yep. Yep. And there's certainly people in the world who don't have shoes, don't have food, unfortunately, do not have clean water, do not have Uber to drive them wherever they want. You know, I say this thing all the time and it sounds stupid, but this is what I say. I say, you can get a cup of coffee anytime you want. And it's like, okay, Dave, what, what does that mean? I mean, you can literally walk out of your home and go get a cup of coffee or anything that you want virtually without anybody bothering you anybody, you know yeah. we can get into uh, the variables that that prevent that in ways however for the most part many of us especially those listening to this know that they can in a sense get whatever it is that they want to a degree in our culture in our society and that's amazing we could talk so many different angles of of american politics governance or or democracy or Mm -hmm. and history any of this but it, it is a fact in america we do have a lot of things really really well really really well and and we should be very thankful for a lot of things that we have and continue to fight for the things that we still want that's a good point man yeah definitely mm-hmm. i still want uh people to be you know relatively safe yep. you know yeah yeah and it's such a weird like if you have anxiety or something like that and you're living in a world where these things are happening in walmart's or you know god forbid schools yeah it's scary. It's, a, it's a terrifying world so what do you say to somebody who's just unsure of himself or herself as she faces that adversity as a young father? Wow. That's my question. How do I deal with that, man? So how do I deal with how do you deal with your child uh, uh having to face a world like this is kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I have yeah. Re- I, like I have um I have lots of anxiety yeah. about about it because it's like even schools in general, nurse, in nursery schools, preschools, even schools themselves, I know from experience and, and working in them that they're not always safe, and it just exactly. sucks that they have to be that way. Yeah. So now that I know all these angles, I have a really hard time like letting go, and like yep. there's this whole part of me that just wants to, you know, yep. rob a bank overnight and you know mm-hmm. throw bleach and hair and yeah. get out of town and take my son to a island somewhere and live yeah. a happy life on the beach because mm-hmm. I mean like it's just. It's just weird, man. I've yeah. never felt any type of. I'm glad I became a dad because it taught me how to uh, deal with my emotions more. Yes, it's, it's and it's uh, but then, you know, it also made me the most scared I've ever been in my life yes. because of the current situation in schools, in public places, and uh, you know, like you always think in your mind, like, oh, I'll be able to get to him or her, you know, whoever it is. Yeah. This, you know. And like mm-hmm. you don't like these weapons, man. Like there's just mm-hmm. so I have lots of my mind that like, goes crazy. Yeah. Sometimes. No, no problem. I'm completely following you. There's many angles I could answer this question. I think one of them is 
you are like a god to your son, right? Your 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 wife is like a goddess, or let's say even just a god to him as well. And and what's important is they're looking up to you for every single thing. They're watching every move you make, every word you say, everything you do. And so what you want to do is show them how you do things so that they can do it in a similar fashion. Well, they do it exactly no, but they're learning everything from you. So you don't want to you don't want to scare your children, but in time and over time, you teach them about being aware of these things. But not to scare them, to just show them how to understand themselves in space so that they can do the best they can. I mean, think about it. They have literally 50% of your genes, you know? They have a lot of what you have. And so you trust yourself in those situations to a degree, to a degree. And so your hope is that you can instill in them the ability to trust in themselves as well. I know. It's just it's so scary, scary though. It's not oh easy. I mean, half of these things <clears throat> that, you know, I tell people to to empower them and to help change their lives. I mean, it's not easy. And the thing is, it's not ever a fix. It's yeah. this understanding of the flux of life, the dynamics of it, the movement of it, and and how to let some of that negativity go because you cannot control it. So I do have like that negativity inside me though because I can feel it, you know, as he gets older, yes. you know, like I can, mm -hmm. uh, it's also like a negativity that I, I almost like, I, I never, like, I feel like sometimes that like, I might've, I don't know. It's just weird to think. I mean, like mm -hmm. all the experience that I had of like going and becoming a, substitute teacher teacher whatever you know what i mean working in public schools private schools that experience prepped me to become a dad yep. but it also made me so hyper vigilant of all the different angles in a world that exists where people are that crazed that they want to actually go and hurt people so i mean like when it comes to you know life coaching how do you reach somebody who's that far gone i know mm -hmm. it's possible myself mm -hmm. in certain situations and mm -hmm. has to be in a non-hostile type of environment mm -hmm. these people who were going crazy mm -hmm. and doing these things mm -hmm. did it happen really early in life or did it happen you know over the course of time mm -hmm. we don't know because we can't get in other people's heads exactly yeah. that's why i can't say i mean i imagine if you are schizophrenic and you take medication yes it's gonna it's gonna help you Mm -hmm. but isn't it also created by people who you know like it's just crazy man mm -hmm. you know i just wish there was a way that we could i think new jersey is actually going to do this and i would like love to do something like this and it's like you gotta help kids at an early age understand feelings 100%, 100%. and emotions exactly i completely agree but i don't want to teach dude mm -hmm. i don't want to teach i want to teach like stuff like that you know what i mean like i want to yep. teach you how to feel empathy towards other people you that, know because there's this, this cord that happens when you're a young kid and then you become an adolescent you know what i mean yes. and like before like this time of like it, it's almost like before puberty you know especially in i guess let's face it the the male white shooters in america mm -hmm. there's this this time between maybe i think six and 13 because i've taught all of them all the yep. grades up and down dude nice where you lose touch of your imagination yes. and you start to get lost exploration is key in development you have no desire to create you have only the desire to destroy because of something that's happened 
or some sort of trauma that has existed. And I've seen it time and time again with kids and I've helped some, which I, you know, they remain anonymous, but I mean, like some of them were scary at times, mm -hmm. you know? And um, I just really wish that there was something like that. Life coaching could be like something like that for kids, I believe, you know, get in there early, talk to them about these things, talk to them about the world that exists today and we got to change. Yep. I actually visited a local school. Um, I'll, I'll leave them nameless as well. But I, I went there, I talked to the principal and I said, hey, I want to do like literally exactly what you just said teaching kids how to understand themselves and to be compassionate with themselves. There's a really, really, really cool uh, person I work with. And there's something I, I often tell him, I say, you know, hey, man, it sounds like you're beating yourself up. I want to ask you, like, is that how you talk to your daughter? Do you say that to your daughter? Do you say like, shape up, get, get, you know, come on, get up, like, get going. Yeah, like, yeah. do you, do you yell at your, your kid? Like you yell at yourself in your head and he's like, oh my gosh, no, like I don't do that. And so that's what, that's what these kids are doing in a way. And they're not learning how to be compassionate and, and sympathetic to their selves. Yeah. You know, and the scary thing is too, I was talking to my wife about this. I just couldn't understand. I mean, like I got so emotionally upset. I think we were, we had just, no, we were about to leave for the shore last week, right? And mm -hmm. I saw this thing on the news where somebody left a kid in the car, you know? Mm -hmm. Kid died. Oh, wow. You know? And, like, uh, there was footage of them walking away from the, the scene. Obviously, they're devastated. How could it have happened? But, like, I just kept, um, like, going over and over again in my mind how it could happen. And I kept talking to my wife about it. And finally, she just said to me, Bob, you got to stop. Listen, some people just never wanted to be parents, mm -hmm. you know? And it just befell upon them. Stuff like that. You know, it's like, it's weird the way our system is created too now. It's just like, okay, so you live in this house, you live in this house, and she lives in this house. But back in the day, dude, see this round table that we're sitting at? Mm -hmm. Everybody was sitting there for dinner in a circle. Oh, yeah. We were all together, and we've lost that. Yeah. And what happened, and maybe uh, this is just purely going off the cuff here, people who were doing stuff like that, long for that type of you know like they don't want this modern world of you know and like it's just i don't know i mean how do you get there you mm -hmm. know is what i'm saying like yeah. maybe if you could stop it before it happens not yeah. like minority report or something like that but nice. like helping them earlier in the time frame watch watch the parents you know what i mean like it's weird because it's like invasion of privacy too but it's just like the thought really just stuck with me is just like wow yeah. some people just never wanted to be parents and it happened to them and they don't care for their children. Yep. And maybe that happened to them, you know? Very possible. But God, man. It's just yeah, this cycle world. does continue. Uh, a really uh, very smart, wise person, uh, I'll, I'll say her first name, Jill, she taught me that we need to break the cycle somewhere. And so we need to teach these young kids how to be parents, how to understand how to love a child and, and, you know, break the cycles in various ways in regards to abuse, abusive relationships and these different things yeah. that create, unfortunately, these children that grow up, you know, it's this crazy, it's this crazy thing that I say all the time. I worked with uh, sex offenders actually mm -hmm. in Ohio for a little while. And this one gentleman, I'm going to make up a name, but I'll say, I'll say Johnny, you know, John, mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy because everyone would always say like, 
little little uh you know the person that he sexually abused da, da, da. and i'm like yeah of course like that's terrible but this guy he was little johnny that was sexually abused he was that seven-year-old that was you know inappropriately touched yeah. and what do you expect he grew up to do the same thing but yet you know how how can we have compassion for all of these people regardless of the phases that they're in it's so difficult it's very difficult the, the yeah. answer really is to do the best you can to love and forgive and to model to as many people as you can that that's the the right way to be the right yeah the right way that is the instrumentation of what nature provides for exactly. us too it's just that we've mm -hmm. lost touch with that mm -hmm. it's interesting things that we just came up with here i mean i never thought about the disconnect towards i mean we all used to move together you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the cities weren't that big you know Mm -hmm. it's weird because it's still in our, our DNA somewhere you know mm -hmm. and then we're boxed up and then we're in this world now where the internet is providing us I mean since 1999 Columbine all these school shootings have, have happened yeah wow and uh, I wonder if it's I'm gonna pontificate here maybe the reason this is happening is because okay so once we started seeing ourselves on the internet and once we start interacting with ourselves on aol chat rooms and coming up with like you know avatar names people start seeing more of the world that they never seen before stayed in became obsessed in that world and these people now i mean i don't know you couldn't even pin that i mean maybe some of the younger kids that are coming up with school shooters but the vegas guy i can't figure that out you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah but yeah i mean i do appreciate your advice as far as like parenting goes because that's just like my biggest like i just it, it exasperates me to the point where i have like a panic attack thinking yep. about it sometimes yeah like god forbid you know what i mean mm -hmm. like if i hear like a noise or something in a public place just like, i don't want to live that way yeah. but i know i have to yeah there's no choice in the matter as chris D'Elia says he says mm -hmm. i gotta live my life babies there you go so i gotta live my life does my back hurt yes yeah and i would say something that's really important in those moments when you're not out there in the world when you're here at home you know in the comfort of on your couch watching your kid's favorite TV show, mm -hmm. love them with every single piece of your, of yourself, of your heart. And then, you know, it cherish those moments because really in life, we never really know what could happen. And we, we do not have control of a lot of those factors and variables. It's, it's, it's scary. It's it scary. Is very scary. Yeah. You but have you to, can, you can live in the present and really be with the person that you love each and every day. And I think that's a first start as well. Definitely, Ben. You know, finding a partner. You know, mm -hmm. to walk through life with. I guess. I mean, exactly. Some people never do. I get it. You know what I mean. You don't like monot monotonous relationships, stuff like that. But I do think that it is important to love somebody or yep. something. You yep. know what I mean. Like not go through life so, you know, sad. And it really upsets me though when I see people who are suffering from mental health problems, yep. especially on the internet. Man, I see some people posting stuff. Sometimes I'm just like, man, I want to reach out and stuff like yeah, that but you yeah. know what i mean like um it's just sad you know it's mm -hmm. just like i don't know i it's weird because i talk about this shit about technology but people are listening to this podcast on technology so it's yeah, like a conundrum it's in itself mm -hmm. but i mean coming to these thoughts it really helps me kind of understand the importance of just me and you or you and i excuse me proper mm -hmm. english <laughs> sitting across each other at the round table in the lounge staring at the Ouija board Exactly. exactly by the way that came from uh the first episode i was the first thing that was in front of me was a ouija board on the nice. table and i've said it now 200 and 
Are you the fourth, 205th episode? I'm not Dropped sure. It, <laughs> I got that vacation mind still, man. I've been staring out at that ocean. Oh, Just true. getting hypnotized, you know? 100%. Getting up early in the morning, walking on the beach and stuff like that, saying hello to people. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I don't have my headphones on no more. It's me, Bob. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's always a good feeling. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad you got away, man. You really, it's really important. I, I often see people that work way too much way too hard mm-hmm. they don't give themselves any space any time to again explore we're talking about young children exploring yeah. us as adults there's new science and studies showing that our brain grows continuously in different ways they call it neuroplasticity oh yeah um, i did read something about that yep yep what, what do you like what did you read exactly uh well i've been reading various things for many years um uh, well, really, what the the original theory was by approximately the age twenty five, our brain starts to slowly decline, you know. And now they're finding that, you know, you can learn new things at any age. You can pick up the guitar at age fifty and become very good at it. Are we? Do that is can true, we though. pretend like your brain's not growing when you learn the guitar at age fifty? I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. You clearly are are gaining new neurons and neural connections in your brain. Um, and, and I think, I think that's really important. But again, when we, when we are not allowing ourselves to explore while we're on the beach sitting and not reading yeah. a book, not listening to nothing, just watching, just watching, enjoying. Yeah. Enjoy. That's what I did. I fished. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I fished. I went in the ocean with my son. I took my son to the ocean for the first time. Nice. Let me just tell you the magic that existed nice. in that water. Okay. That's good. I mean, like going underwater. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, so you're a dad and uh, you may have done this. Like, first off, I got my my son's in that, like, life vest mm-hmm. before you judge me. He's in that life vest that is, like, you know, it's going to keep him above water no matter what. So we go out into the current, not super deep, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we go out enough to get them waves up there. And dad's got to run towards the waves to get up point break style up and over through the wave. And I got to tell you, Ben, it was so much fun. Nice. It was nice, good. Nice. It was a good. Wor- it was a good workout without super fit, just throwing him up and over yeah, those waves. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it was just so much fun just being on the beach and just reconnecting with nature. Yep. You know, uh, wa- yep. watching people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's such a vulnerable thing that I'm a proud uh, member of. I feel like yeah. the Jersey Shore. Like yeah. going to the Jersey Shore is just unlike anything else. I guess I've been to other places. They don't call it the shore. They call it the beach. And you know, yeah. When I was in Florida, you ever been to Florida's beaches? It feels like you're, you know, on a movie set. I'm going this winter though. Yeah. But no, I've never, there's been nothing there. wrong with going down there in the winter. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like <laughs> so, so the things you were talking about earlier, you know, like, uh, the grounding. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I saw somebody grounding, it was my 60 year old neighbor next door. Right. Yeah. It was like early morning. And like, I look out and he's barefoot and I'm just like, what? What's oh, going yeah. On? Okay. Yeah. And he's just uh, like staring up at the sun and stuff, you know? And I was just yep. like, yo, bro, what's up? And he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, my daughter, Sophia told me about it. It's cold grounded. Nice. And uh, I tried it and I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Do I like it? No, because I got real soft feet on the bottoms, dude. Get cut. I got, I stepped on a crowbar once, dude. Nice. So I can't go outside without proper footwear. Yeah, I've been doing it. I, I try to not wear shoes as often as I can. You know, you made me think of something. I want to throw it out there. I don't know the science completely behind mm-hmm. it, but there's some really good science on uh, when you are working in the garden, these... Um, oh, I did uh, read that. The bacteria. That. Is it bacteria? I think it's bacteria. It's into your, it co- um, goes into your pores and your hands, and it can actually uh, kind of, how can I say, like infiltrate your you know chemical processes and, and it 
and give your body nutrients in a way. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And uh, I think that's beautiful. And like you said, I get it. You, you're saying grounding, like you're you have your sh- no shoes on and you're touching the ground and you're actually feeling it in your feet. I've I've also heard some some research on that as well and the way it really it binds you. I don't know if this is you know, if this is like a real scientific study that I read, but I don't know. But I remember something saying in regards to like magnetic energy from the earth through your body oh, yeah. in some regard. I heard that uh, magnesium is really good for you too as well. Yeah. That uh, oh, It yeah. can help your body sleep because you Definitely. lack the melatonin in your brain. Mm. But yeah, there's so many magical things too. Mm-hmm. There's so many, it's weird too how some people are so turned off to the idea. Yep. Because they don't want to mm-hmm. go and deal with mm-hmm. something new. Per exactly. Se. Oh, dude, let me hop in and say, I often tell people, listen, there's like three basic things. And, and they're like, all right, yeah, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. I'm like, I want you to drink water. Mm-hmm. I want you to breathe and breathe deeply and intentionally. And I want you to try to smile like a little bit more often than you do, like force it, like maybe even fake it. And they're like, that's crazy. Like, what are you talking about? You know, my clients get it. You know what I mean? They're the people that buy in, meaning like they're there for a reason. But but I'm talking, you know, because I'm talking this this stuff. I'm living this life. Like I, Mm -hmm. I speak this life to other people because I'm living it and I'm doing it. And, uh, I think it's some of these most most of these simplistic things. If we're doing it consistently, it can be a big deal, and people yeah. struggle with that. It doesn't sound meaningful enough. It's weird, right? Yes. It's very strange. I mean, people don't want to do something that's going to deter, like deter them from whatever they want. I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. Yeah, I, it's weird. I have mm-hmm. some friends who um, are, they clearly could use just a little bit of a push to get their lives back on track. Mm-hmm. And they just don't want it to. And it's just yeah. weird. And for the longest time, just because I've got some deep-seated messiah complex, mm-hmm. I always tried to help them. And then yeah. I, st- I just realized I couldn't help no more in my adult you know, life, about to be 40 years old. Like, sometimes you just have to let people, you know, figure things out on their yeah. own. That's a big stage of maturity is knowing when, you know, you, you can only get them to a certain point and then yeah, they, they have to finish it. And that's the weird thing. It was just like, you know, being a teacher, like wanting to help all the kids and then want to help all my friends and then just being, you know, just too like caught up in it, you know? Yeah. And then you find yourself depleted and how do you fill other people's mm-hmm. cup when yours is empty? Yeah, dude. So that's why I, I, I changed careers too. You know, was yep. I scared? Yeah. Of course. Is it working out? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's good. If you, you know, just want to do it. Why not do it, dude? I did it. I did it by watching YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. I did it by watching YouTube. Okay, I just learned stuff. Okay, you I got my computer. On YouTube. I got another computer to watch the YouTube stuff, and then I did it mm-hmm. instructional style. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people say, Dave, like, how do you know how to do this? How how are you going to teach me about my diet? I'm like, I mean, if you really want to know. I go online and I look up various resources and combine that knowledge and come out with the most reliable resource. And then I I apply it to my own life and and give it to you to try. It's all out there. It's just many of us are not taking the time to look hard. Do you get that a lot where they're like, Dave, how do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, you know, not like like all the time, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's different, there's different um, times when people say like, how did you do this? Or how did you get here? And it's like consistency, practice, 
and and you really got to make it a lifestyle and i make it a lifestyle every week to learn a few new things that are completely outside of my realm of knowledge it's a we'll big jump deal right in there on that okay i like that too mm-hmm. okay at least learning about something exactly. i've never done yep. you made me think of something uh guy contacts me not gonna say his name <laughs> there's a lot of not saying this name in this <laughs> podcast which is cool yep confidential lounge there you go um he contacted me because he had heard about the show, the Bobcast, and he was curious about starting one of his own. And I, you know, I was just like, what, bro? <laughs> like, you can't Google how to start a podcast, you know? Like, there's three, look how many tools I have here. I have one, two, three, mm-hmm. maybe some cables here on the table. But people don't, like, sometimes, oh, I, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't start my own podcast. I shouldn't do it. No, I shouldn't. Do it, dude. Exactly. You know what I mean? What are you going to talk about? I don't know. My early episodes were like 13 minutes long. I thought it was the best thing in the world. Nice. Now they're about an hour, you know, and like I learned to forgive myself. I also learned to like, you know, I think that's a key component in life too is, yeah, you're going to make mistakes, but you got to forgive yourself. Exactly. And you got to move on, let it go and just keep it going. And again, you, you highlighted something really important. You will not do anything if you don't start somewhere mm-hmm. like if you don't start it uh you really have to take a few steps and you get pushed down sometimes people look at you weird people say you know things to you that don't help you but yet if you stay consistent with yourself and what you want to do mm-hmm. you can do it i uh i i used to often hear you know dave you're so positive dave you're uh you know, you're always so happy all the time. And I'm like, I used to be like, oh, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, heck yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. Heck yeah, I'm positive. And I, I love this life. And I don't, I'm not arrogant. I, I really try to be as humble as I can, you know, laugh it off. You only, got one, you only got one life you know of. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So why not, why not just go for it? Yeah, dude, enjoy you know? it, but you got to start somewhere. I, mean, and I, I know I have yeah. to, you know, sometimes do I feel compelled to not? Yes. But you got to get out there and experience stuff. Yep. Dude, yep. I stopped going to concerts for like for maybe like five, seven years. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've been going to a whole bunch of concerts. I forgot nice. what that can do, yep. you know, to the body, to the mind, the soul. Mm-hmm. Just doing different things. Yep, yep. Or doing old yep. things you haven't done that yep. maybe you liked when you were a kid, you yep. know? Yep. Dude, speaking of being a kid, um, as we uh, reach the 59-minute mark, I got to tell you this story. Do it. Okay, so I'm a kid. I guess I'm about... I guess I'm about like 15 or 16 years old, right? And uh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking, right? I'm drinking uh, yingling bottled beer, okay? <laughs> I'm drinking with your brother, yeah. Tom. Tom's wearing his, you know, white shirt, blue jeans, uniform style, you know, it's Every back day. in the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm surrounded by a bunch of our friends and we're partying at your parents' house. And um, so... Like, uh, I forget what happened. The party, like, somehow rolled out to Howard Davenport's house. And then somehow or another, Tom couldn't, he couldn't um, stay at your parents' house because he had to stay. Yeah, he stayed at your grandmom's house. So, so what happened was I left Howard Davenport's house. And this is where I seek forgiveness. And this is also one of those great, great confessions there on the Bobcast. I went back into your parents' house, rolled up the stairs, could barely walk. I'm banging my head, I believe. I woke up with bruises. I get upstairs. I think I urinate in the bathroom. I, I can't really recall. 
but I'll remember it's just the world just spinning all around. And like, have you ever been in a situation where you're, you know, it, like that and you're holding on to the sink? Mm hmm. You press? No, no, never. Well, never, but I, <laughs> I actually have. And uh, so I snapped it off and I woke up. And when I woke up, I was covered in, covered in what I thought was, was urine. Wow. And here it was water. And then the next thing I know, I wake up in my bed and it's Sunday. And wow. my parents are telling me it's time to leave for the shore. And I'm like, what the hell? Why am I soaking wet? I didn't go to the shore. No. 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 I get in my car. I race back to your parents' house. I open the front door, and there is water coming down like the Titanic, man. I, I run downstairs because electricity is now short-circuiting, and I'm trying to turn it off. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm a hysterical wreck. I'm the worst I've ever been, feeling terrible what I've done to my best friend. I felt like I had betrayed him. I felt that I had uh, ruined, you know, the foundation of somebody's home, which I did. And, um, you know, I didn't, I never told Tom, I think I might've, but I, I'm not really sure if he knows, but now I hope he does know the truth that it was me. And I apologized to your parents. Your parents never, they never I think the insurance company thought that it had just fallen off on its own and flooded mm -hmm. the house where you guys were gone. But I never like had the balls as a kid to uh, to say sorry. So I'm gonna say it publicly here now. Nice. How many years later? Many. Twenty five at least. You yeah, know, I'm I sorry remember. about that. It's all good. We got all new stuff, man. <laughs> I know, and you know what? That's the worst thing too, because in my mind as a kid, yeah, I used to um, uh, what, what do you call? It? We were talking about that earlier. Bargain yeah. with my subconscious yeah. of being like, oh well. You 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 should just be easy on yourself, Bob, because they got all new shit. You know what I mean? But well, like, yeah. then I start being like, what well, they don't know, and like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and it was just a weird thing for me to do. I and uh, I feel I feel really I've I've had a, a slew of confessions lately, but this one really feels good though. It's just to get it off my chest. It's just, I'm so sorry, dude. Like it was just I felt. You know what the worst part was? I What's remember. That? Of all the things that's going on, which is like a movie set going off, you know, this raging water coming down the stairs. I get I into the basement imagine. and I get into the basement and there's got to be at least two and a half to three inches. Definitely. Definitely of water on the floor, maybe more. Mm -hmm. And um, as I went to the, the electric box and like I remember like looking down at the floor and seeing like your your dad's records that he loved so much. Oh, wow. And I was devastated, dude. I was just like, ah. Oh. Because your dad loved playing those records, you know? Yeah, and he had his first house burned down, too. So he lost all stuff, like, before. You know what I mean? Like, Ugh. 20 years before that or, 30, you know, however long before that. That's wow. interesting. Well, I'm sorry to that whole family. Yeah. And that I never, I mean, and then it's just, I don't know. I never really properly dealt with the... Um, the bargaining aspect yeah. of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they got all new stuff and it was like, your house was great. It looked yeah. like a spring, summer home. Mm -hmm. um, but I always just felt, I, I just never knew, like, like you guys you got all the new stuff and like, I I never knew how to like, you know, yeah. I didn't have, uh, I didn't know how to cope with myself yet because mm -hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, of But course. I mean like, um, 
you know, I also didn't verbalize myself much then. You know, people used to think that I was smooth is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, these guys smooth. Hey. But really, I was just a neurotic mess, dude, like everybody else. Yeah. My hair was just smooth. Yeah. That's true. Because I condition it. Yeah. You know? And you always but had I mean, some like, really nice fancy glasses on, too. I, I love glasses, too. dude. Yeah. Fascinated with you glasses. You always look smooth, though. I did, but I was a neurotic mess, yeah. dude. And I remember being so, so torn that I'd done that to my best friend at the time. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it was just... It was yeah. bad. I, I, I essentially uh, flooded my prom date's house, bro. That's true. Look at that. Yeah. Well, let's say this. <laughs> if there was I, titles of, pod, of the podcast, that would be it. Nice, <laughs> nice. my prom date's house. That's beautiful. That's a great name. I I wholeheartedly <laughs> forgive you in every way. My, my mom has made some beautiful advancements in, in the last 15, 20 years, and I guarantee she would easily forgive you as well my dad would probably you know grunt and say something and it would be funny and then yeah. that would be over um and i i know tom my brother tom definitely took that blame that's it's interesting looking back and thinking about that because that is really what a good friend would do is is take take that sort of blame and and, and hold on to it you know and i'm not trying to no, that's add to, that to tom, you. tom definitely was mm -hmm. i mean the the thing I like, I was trying to think about like a today, like in my mind going over, like, you know, just like, you know, the whole legacy of the Monomer family and like how I always had this thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I started seeing the super fit a couple months ago, in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to give him the show and I got to tell him the story, man. Nice. It'd be good for me and like good to Definitely. get it off my chest, you know, because it was just like, damn, dude, like, yeah. you know. And this is the perfect setting to do it because. This is really the kind of like life I'm trying to bring people to feel comfortable to open up and to say how they're really feeling because it does feel good, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, dude. Exactly. You know, to publicly say it. And like, I think I might have like told maybe like TJ or somebody like maybe I'd, I, I think I might have kept this a secret for so long. Mm -hmm. And if you have something that's like that, that's really eating you up about yourself. You got to get it out, dude. It's so you know, true. you can't, you can't yeah. let that, that's like the key. And like, I, mm -hmm. I realized that recently here on the Bobcast that, you know, you, by just talking with people can learn so much about yourself exactly. and stop shutting yourself off towards other people yeah. or concerts or experiences or doing different things. Mm -hmm. That's the key to, to healing. And that's the key to trying to live a good life as both a human being, a parent, whatever you are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, dude, like the uh, it's, it's so so the, so the epilogue of the story, Quentin Tarantino style. I I, I go to Tom's uh, your grandfather's house. I have people in the horn. He knows my horn. He comes out. He's like, "What's up, bro?" And he's got he's got the early morning Tom Monomer eyes. You know what I'm talking uh, about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And he's yeah. just like, yeah, he's just like all like you know Quentin Tarantino or like you know Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like um. <laughs> I'm like, Tom, you got to get in the car, bro. Something's wrong with the house. And he's like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, get in. And then like, we got in there and like, the thing, I re this is the worst part. The worst part about the whole thing was when I had woken up on the floor, I was so confused, so drunk, so dehydrated, you know, yeah. like what, the, you know, like an idiot, everywhere. dude. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what is going on? And all I had to do was just turn the water off right underneath the sink. Wow. When you're eventually... You, you know your neighbor the guy on the right we contacted him because yeah. tom and i didn't know what to do yeah i forget his name what was his name um 
Well, his name will remain yeah. anonymous in fashion. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He in came fashion, over exactly. and he was like, holy shit, what happened? And I took him to the bathroom and he just turned the water off. I felt so... Like, th- at that point, I remember saying to myself, I can never tell. Like, you know what I mean? I'm such an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. waking up like that. And I just didn't know what I was thinking, man. I had driven home, too, which is insane. That drunk, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waking up in my clothes, in my bed. And then, you know, I had, Tom, I was like, Tom, I have to go. My parents want me to go to the shore. And this is the time in my life where I've got to go do what my parents exactly, want. Exactly, yep. And um, I left. And I remember driving to the shore, man. Wow. And sitting in the backseat of that car. Yeah. In spectacular 35 millimeter fashion. I want you to imagine this, okay? It's just mm-hmm. me rolling down there with my thoughts. Then hitting the Garden State Parkway. Then realizing even more what I had done. Then arriving in Wildwood where everyone should be happy. Exactly. And I have just done this too, Tom. Yeah. I, I was at the cabin at the mountains um, up up in northern PA. And yeah, I remember coming home. I remember the whole thing. My uncle Diego came up to help us like rip up the carpets and the whole yeah. thing. And yeah, it's it's crazy but i what i what i think we can all take from this there's there's definitely multiple things we could but one is time really does heal and it does yeah and and letting it out really heals and forgiveness hopefully from my side to your side really heals as well i had seen your parents uh before i was at super fit i was at the plymouth rec center oh yeah yeah and i was in the pool swimming which I missed, by the way, but it was too expensive, bro. It is expensive. And your parents were there. And I was going to tell them, but I was in the pool. And it was just like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I did you know. But yeah, I'm glad that um, you accept my apology. Because it was 100%. it was something that really messed with my mind for a long time, you know. I bet, I bet. Definitely Jeez, through my that... early 20s. And yeah. then, like, I stopped seeing Tom. Like, even, like, my, yeah. like, I think about how I had to have a relationship with him that I couldn't tell him something. Because I, I was scared, A, you know, I, I, and I know Tom wouldn't have been mad, really. It's just an mm-hmm. insane thing. It was just, I was so embarrassed with myself, you know? Yeah, of course. And, and if you've been that way, you know, you got to get yourself out of that hole. Yeah. And yep. it helps to talk to people. It really I mean? does. And, you know, again, you know, we're talking, we've talked about trying to fix things. We can never really fix what has happened in the past. The past really is not... Uh, something we can manipulate anymore except for in the way that we think about it and this is very true that's man. really important you can't really just live in the past i think it was tony soprano said uh, remember when is the least flattering form of conversation mm, yeah so i mean yeah live in the present moment do things have fun man exactly. you know like uh, be with the ones you love exactly you know? mm-hmm. and then maybe you know the world can become a better place because it's just it needs it now more than ever. Yeah, yeah. It needs people like you yep. to take care of, you know, people like they need coaching. It's, it's, I've been, I used to be a coach. Okay. I was a coach for fourth grade soccer and it was an adrenaline boosting thing, bro. I also did basketball, which is even more exciting. That's cool. But it was so much fun to motivate people. Oh, definitely. It's weird because it, it's like a inner in and out like type of like, you know, you're both getting like energy off each other. And it's fun. 100%. Yep. And you need that. You mm-hmm. need to be around people. Mm-hmm. So if you're having a hard time getting in touch with somebody that you love or you want to do something about yourself, you want to change something. You don't want to do the same thing over and over again. You want to break the habit. You want to break the cycle. 
I'm going to need you to do me a favor. I'm going to need you to call my friend here, Dave. You know, where can they find all your information at, bro? Uh, so I have a website. Do you do like show notes and stuff or there will yeah, be show we can, notes? We can put stuff so down we'll, we'll have definitely the Facebook uh, account. You'll see me, David Montemayor. Uh, and, and what you'll see there is me just infiltrating Facebook with some positivity. Watch out for that. People seem to love it. Uh, counselingcoachdavid.com is my website. Um, let's see. Uh, my phone number you can definitely find probably in the show notes. But look me up online on my website. And please, what, what I really, really want to emphasize here is I'm not here to say I like like selling you something like I can fix you. I can help you. I want to give you the courage to get the help and assistance and, and connection that you need. And if it's not me, then give me a call and let's find that person because this is a lifestyle that I live. I will be doing this for the rest of my life and you will continue to see me in this in this community, Conshohocken, Bridgeport, King of Prussia, Plymouth, White Marsh, all Montgomery County, you will be seeing me for years. And and that's that's just a fact. So again, please give me a call if there's anything that you think that I could assist you with. We'll definitely have you back on the show because it's good for me. Mm-hmm. It was a good podcast because I feel like I got mm-hmm. something that I've been good. holding in good. for a really, good. really long time. And that's what I want to do here on the show. So I really want to thank you. Yes, sir. And uh, Thank you. Thanks to the listeners who are, you know, here in this vulnerable time. Yeah, appreciate you guys. <laughs> um, tune in each week, okay? We got exciting guests, exciting things, okay? Top of the World is coming up. That's in September. Bunch of great bands. Check out the invite on Facebook. Uh, you know, I love you, okay? I'm just going to flat out say it. I love you, okay? Everybody out there that's listening and supporting the Bobcast, thank you for letting me do this organically, okay? Dave, thanks very much. Thank you, sir. This has been another episode of Bobcast.